Chilling, man. How y'all doing? We're doing good. good doing good. good. I, I didn't even get a chance to listen to everything that was going on, but dude sounded real intense. What was going on? Man. Oh, no. We just, we, we just talking about the, you know what I'm saying, just people that just need to drop the whole, you know, beef that other people have and stuff like that. And he just preaching, you know what I'm saying? I, I was real, loving it. That real gospel <laughs> stuff, you know what I mean? So, you know. And he was keeping it real raw. Was this thing going, okay, he's on, he's on 100% right now. Whatever he's talking oh, yeah. about in the beginning. But boy, oh boy, I caught the last wind and I loved what he was yeah. blowing. Yeah, yeah, that's why at 785, you need to stay on because you was shining and start the show. So you need to come in after we done with this guy right here. So what's up, man? Oh, man, just maintaining. Just got done working out with my lady right now. Me and my fiance, we do this little hot yoga thing that she got me into. And I'm telling you right now, it may sound like crazy hot yoga. What the hell is that? It's a room that's 115 degrees, and we go in there, and we're stretching and stretching and getting healthy, and it's a beautiful thing. Dang. I heard you proposed to her, like, in a really, really sweet manner, like in a really... Oh, yeah, this girl right here. Well, first off, you know, uh, she's from Kansas, so she's a Midwest girl. So she, she's not this normal L.A. type of chick, which was uh, a little different for me because I wasn't no, nowhere near used to that. And nor was I ever used to going out with a girl as smart as her because she just got her doctorate from USC. So I was like, i, I got to do something to lock this girl down, right? So what I did was I told her I was going on this golf trip and that I, I ended up telling them I'm going to Palm Springs, which I will do every once in a while, just go overnight and go golfing the next day and then come back later on the next day. And I told her I was doing that, leaving in the morning, me and my boy were going golfing. I ended up flying to Kansas and going to her parents' house without her knowing, without her parents knowing. And I rented a car and I drove up to the house. And mind you, they live about 35 minutes outside of Wichita in a city called uh, Cheney, Kansas on a dirt road, dog. I'm talking five miles on a dirt road off a main road, you know, real country style. I go out there, knock on the door. Mom's like, what the hell is going on out here? And I said, why do you think I'm here? She goes, of course, you know, to ask us for her daughter's hand in marriage. And I was joking around with the family. going, no, I just wanted to come and see what kind of dog you guys had because Chanel and I were thinking about getting a dog, so I wanted to confirm what kind of dog it was. <laughs> so it was just r real funny, real cool. And I video recorded it all on my little flip, and then I put it all together with, you know, uh, a bunch of different footage of me going out there, me coming back, me going on a hike and getting on top of a hill and professing my love to her on top of this hill with the whole city of Los Angeles behind me. And just, you know, I'm a real cheese ball like that because, you know, if, if you want to get a good one and keep one, I think you've got, you got to do that, in my opinion. You did yeah, a real definitely. DQ smooth. Yeah. I mean, and, th and then you ready for this, though, peep this. So then we, we go on this vacation. We have this vacation set with two of other couples that we, we know real well out here. And we go to the Dominican Republic. So we fly to the Dominican. And what I did was I uh, had some flowers sent to the hotel room before we get there. And on the card I put, Chanel, I love you very much, babe. Let's have a great trip. There's only one thing missing. Come ask me what it is. So she reads the card. and She's like, confused, thinking, did I write this? Is this here? You know, she has this puzzled look on her face, and I go, what did that say? And she's like, huh? I go, read it out loud. So she reads exactly what I said. She goes, what's missing, babe? And I jump on my knee, and I go, the only thing missing, babe, is that you be my wife from here on out, and that we spend wow. the rest of our lives together. Ah, uh, look at that. Hey, he got to get around the for that. Hey, 
She goes, and then I told her before, and I go, I'm never going to ask you until I ask your dad. She goes, I thought you said you were going to ask my dad. And I say, sit down and watch this video. And I had her watch this 18-minute video that I put together that had me going to her house. I had my daughter on there. I have a little nine-year-old daughter, you know what I'm saying? I had my brothers on there, cousins, all her family on there congratulating her. I know you're in the Dominican. We just wanted to say congratulations. She was sitting there watching it, crying. It was just so dope. That See, that, so that's, that's definitely what's up. Because to me, I, you know, and I, and I feel you. It, to me, I don't think it ain't, it's not really cheesy to me. I think it's just, you know what I'm saying, a part of life, especially if you if you trying to, you know, include this woman into your circle, you know what I'm saying, for the rest of your life. You you definitely got to show some appreciation. Just show her, hey, you know what, we in this for the for the long haul and we're going to make it happen. So, you know, you, you get you get props off top for that, though. That's, that's what's Thank up. you, brother. You know, and I always tell people, just ask. You know what I mean? Just ask. It's all, it, it, it just if you got that in you to think of something creative, then God bless. If you don't, just ask. That's what they want to hear. Will you marry me? <laughs> yeah, how sweet is that? I like to just go a little far and beyond, though. You know what I mean? Put a little creativity behind it. And uh, you know how you know how it is. You guys are creative like that. You sit there. You got to think of something creative to do. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely, because it's going to make the whole relationship stale if you can't come up with something, you know what I'm saying, a little outside of the box. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's like I'm sitting there when I'm asking for some ass, I'm going, babe, come on. You remember how I proposed, right? <laughs> right. Don't get tired on me now. Don't get tired. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> I got to have something to always fall back on. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love you for that. Definitely. I heard you have a daughter as well, right? Yeah, I have a little nine-year-old daughter. Her name's Nia. Aww. It's real awesome, too, because she's nine straight A student and already like thinking about college she wants to go to New York and, and you know join the theater of the arts and, and do some artistic something she's saying you know like she watches the show Glee as we DVR or she's always singing and dancing and doing something and I always tell her I, you know I talk about my radio career in my life and I go you know what babe when I was younger no one ever really encouraged me to do what I wanted to do if anything and I grew up at a time where my parents were like, Mio, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Why are you trying to do that? Why are you trying to do this? I'm like, that's what I want to do with myself. That's what I want to do. Oh, boy. You know, and I was like, I was telling my daughter, I go, Nia, I worked nine months for free at a radio station as an intern, putting up stickers, you know, putting up banners at nightclubs, handing out stickers at movie premieres, and just doing grunt work as grunt work, sitting in a booth at a at a boat show. You know what I mean? <laughs> at the Coliseum or something going... I put in my time, I did my thing, and it's like, it's paid off, it's been up and down, but it's like, if you want to do something, go do it. So, it's, it's been a real blessing so far watching her go through, even though she's only nine, but just to encourage her to, to do what her little heart desires her. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I heard, I heard uh, your first radio station, I, I, from what I know, you're born in San Jose, correct? Is that where you like, that's what you're repping, San Jose? Well, you know, I look at it as I'm born and raised in the 408. I always claim the 95127. That was the zip code when I was a young buck. I was real silly like that. But, you know, that's where you're from. But, you know, where I pay the mortgage is something totally different. I'm older now. Yeah, I always have those Bay Area roots. But, you know, it's like I used to run it too. Yeah, I'm from the east side of San Jose. <laughs> it's like, what, what did that ever do for me, really? You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. You get older and you're like, what? You don't, you don't have no... Hey, hey, Joe, you don't have no stock in the east side of San Ho right now, so, you know. No, not only do I got no stock, I mean, I got folks out there, but it's like, I never owned a house out there, my parents never owned a house out there, you know what I'm saying, I never even owned a car out there, for God's sakes. 
I went to school out there, but damn. Yeah, you you went to uh, San Jose State University, right? Yes, indeed. Went to uh, grew, born and raised in the Bay, so that was good. And then uh, after San Jose State, my major was RTVF, and eventually moved on to getting my um, my senior year is when I started working at a radio station called Hot ninety seven seven in San Jose. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I worked there for a while. Like I said, that whole nine-month internship for free before I finally cracked in and doing some afternoon shit with this dude named Elvis, which was dope. And then we got a morning show called The Doghouse with this cat, JV, in Hollywood. And then before you know it, we was in the San Francisco on uh, Wild 107, Wild 94.9. It converted over, and, and it blew up. It was a <clears> – <throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Damn, I just swallowed a chicken bone. It was, yeah, number one. <laughs> it was the number one rated morning show in the Bay Area for years and years. And then I ended up getting fired for some nice, good, lovely, crazy shit and moved up to a Power 106 in L.A., which ended up even being crazier. So you never know what happens when you're looking at something going, why'd I get fired? Why'd this happen? And then, you know, one door closes, another one opens. It's like, don't sit there and look at everything like it's a curse because it might be a blessing. What do you think the craziest thing you've ever seen? Uh, as far as working on a radio station, like, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen, like, happen? And you're just like, wow, I can't even believe that happened. Well, you know, way back in the day, when I say back in the day, I mean, before, like, Janet and, and Justin really ruined shit for live radio as far as going over the top. You know, Howard Stern's been a god in creating so many great things. But before that is when all the really good stuff happened in radio. And I was a product of that time doing morning show crazy stunts in the bay i mean something that i did that was really crazy was i rode a motorcycle off one of the piers in san francisco and you know i I put that up against anybody like go ahead man let me see your balls you know what i mean let's see what kind of guts you got and uh i jumped on a little ninja 750 got into second gear and wham you know i'm like 50 yards up i went out about 50 yards it was just unbelievably crazy and that goes from what I did crazy. What I've seen crazy, our listeners are just crazy because uh, when you ask me the question, one thing just came to mind, and this is um, a sexy, sexist one, but it was for Prince tickets. And what we did in San Francisco is we asked the listeners, if you want to win these Prince tickets, we want the, all these women to come up here in the studio. So we had a studio full of women, and we, they didn't know each other. But we said we're going to give each of you a pair of tickets for the couple that makes love the best. And we're talking like 30 women in there all going at it with each other, <laughs> grinding, scissoring, tongue locking. And I was the judge to pick one of the best ones. And to me, that's just crazy, dog. You don't even know somebody. But for Prince tickets, you're going to go up there and emulate making love to some chick? I thought that was uh, – I mean, you know, you got that, but that's like some sexy crazy. I mean, we've had guys on stage at concerts and stuff eat a mouse, you know what I mean, to staple their nuts to the table. I mean, we were doing that jackass stuff way before jackass came out. And that's what's funny. We send our tapes to jackass when I was doing stuff way back when, way before MTV was popping with the jackass stuff. But I didn't think they liked Mexicans back then, so they went with the white boys that were doing the crazy stuff and just left me out to dry. So for whatever reason that is, you know how that goes. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we were doing that stuff for tickets. Oh, my Oh, I mean, we've had people eat a full-on T-shirt from just some rant. Like, they just got to sit there and eat, eat a, a T-shirt. A full-on T-shirt? 
cutting it up in little pieces and just Are sitting there serious? for hours to eat a T-shirt. Uh, you know, just getting dragged by a horse so the horse is running and you're sitting there with a the rope behind it being carried and dragged. Have you ever had anyone get a tattoo in, like, the most ridiculous place? Oh, that's, I mean, that's literally happened probably 50 times. <laughs> I've, I've done my signature... Yeah, yeah, I've, I, mean, I didn't even think of it as crazy because I've done that so many times. I had a dude tattoo on his forehead. I slept with Shaq for tickets to the Laker game here at Power 106. Nah. Dude's name's Tattoo that works there at Power now. He came over there after I left, and he's working there. I slept with Shaq on his forehead. He did that for playoff tickets when Shaq was playing with the Lakers back in the day. Oh, my God. Wow. That is crazy. People are crazy for tickets. I've always said we call it prize horse. In radio terms, they're a prize whore, and they'll do anything for it. The crazier thing we can think of for the better prize, somebody will do it. I mean, I'm talking about we used to have people slap each other in the face with these big old fishes, and, and it was like, you know, and I'm talking like a five-pound fish that's about the size from your elbow to the, your pinky, to your you know, middle finger long. They're holding the base of the, of the fish, and they're smacking the shit out of each other right in the face. And you can't flinch or move. No pain, no gain was the name of the contest. So it's like the first person to flinch, first person to quit. And I'm talking fish heads are coming off the fish. It was just great. It was some fun times. And, we, and the funny thing is we used to also do that with rakes to the back. You get somebody. Oh, what? Hell yeah. We was crazier than crazy back in the day on the radio. Talking about, you know, we used to, I used to even do that on stage at clubs. In the city, I like Sound Factory, DBA, uh, all kinds of little spots. You know, I'm in the I'm in the Bay, so when I had, I knew some people that you know, not knew you, but mm -hmm. they all they would always remember you, man. They was like, yeah, that dude, he was he was a wild dude, like you know what I'm saying. It was you know it was fun times though. They always used to say he used to be a ball when you know what I'm saying when you used to come out and go rock out in San Francisco and, and all kinds of stuff, man. You you got a lot of followers, bro. I've hit many corners in the Bay, and, and I love the Bay. And, I, you know, my daughter lives in the Bay. i got family in the Bay. I'm going to the Bay for Christmas. I mean, for every holiday, for every everything, I go back to the Bay, you know. Um, and I love it, and I had such a good time out there that I'll never forget it. I mean, I still got my doghouse tattoo on my back that, that's, you know, forever embedded on me. And, and not only that, I had so much love out there from folks, and, I used to love going places and just people would be like, Big Joe, Big Joe. You know, back then, too, I was 300-plus pounds with crazy hair, silver front tooth. And, and you know, I, right before I got into radio, I was a bouncer. So, you know, when I went on the radio, and, you know, me being from, like I said, I'm from the east side of San Jose. I was a hood rat growing up, dog. You know what I mean? I'm the baby of the family. I grew up on free teas and fideos. So it's like, you know, for me, throwing them up with somebody was, was, was nothing. So it was like, you know. I get in the radio, I'm running my mouth like I can beat up anybody and everybody. And we used to do these things called Battles of Big Boys where I used to just take on listeners. I fought seven times in the ring and and won seven times because people were thinking, going, okay, who's this radio cat? Screw this guy, whatever. But, you know, they didn't realize, don't let the microphone fool you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me, let me ask you a question because you, you kind of mentioned something earlier about just, you know, you had a point in time when radio just kind of seemed to be like real – official as far as you know what i'm saying fun anything you could think of under the sun like i mean what what do you think about how it is now like you know what i'm saying compared to how you was when you first started now with you know your regular free radio 
on the FMAM dial that you get in your car. It's so yep. structured. It's, it's, it's tough to do fun, creative, out-of-the-box ideas because you're so regulated with FCC. You're so regulated with this BPM, which is, if you're listening, you have no, you know, understanding what that is, but it's the way they're just doing everything now to figuring out who the listeners are and stuff like that. And it's just, it's so tough to have a good quality, fun show. In my opinion, you can do it, but it's, it's like, it's just a different style of good quality fun. I used to like that over the top, on the edge, over the edge, funny shit. That's like, you know, Talking vag, talking ass, farting. I know, funny. That to me, that's fun. Locker room type talk for that type of fun radio. I mean, if you're not listening to that type of fun radio, then then it's no whatever. What's funny? You're doing a prank call is cool, but even now, it's like everything has to be so so politically correct too. You know, it, which is which is good and bad. You know what I mean? I mean, when I used to work at the doghouse, you know, my boy Hollywood with a little Filipino dude, and, and I used to just rip him all day. Or he's Asian. I don't know what the hell he was, to tell you the truth, but I used to just rip his ass all day for being, <laughs> being slant-eyed. It's like, you know, you can't do that anymore. I mean, to tell you the truth, I mean, to tell you the truth, my line that I used to use on him when I was in the Bay, that till this day, I still get people going, Joe, I can't believe you used to say this to him. Because I used to call him a Jew-Jap rat bastard. <laughs> oh, you went in on that dude. Oh, a Jew-Jap, little Jew-Jap rat bastard, and this would flow out of my mouth. And now it doesn't anymore because I've had to learn to, like, you know, politically correct myself on the air as well. As you're like, okay, you can't do this, you can't do that. I mean, here on the Internet, we can say whatever we want. Right. But, you know, if people understand where I'm coming from as far as from a comic relief uh, side, you know what I mean? Like everything I do is for comic relief. I mean, I was doing a sports talk show for a while and people even knew when I was doing sports talk, I'm taking that comic relief side. So, you know, my persona has that. I never really got grief or any, you know, no hate mail or no moss or anybody else coming at me going, don't talk about it. Don't say that. I'm like, dude, you know, I'm joking, please. Come on, you, first yeah, off, yeah. you said something about you know just you know it's it's too many uh, I guess you could say it's too many hands in the cookies jar I guess when it comes to how the structure is as far as on the radio shows and stuff like that. But why do you think it went there? Did it, a lot of it have to do with money and advertising, or was it something else? The the choke chain came after Janet and and Justin at the Super Bowl. After the, after we got a little nipple shot, that's when the FCC went crazy and just locked it down. It was going towards it a little bit. But then that right there put the full-on chokehold, dog, and I'm telling you right there, that was a moment-changing event for radio and TV overall. Now, you know, the eight-second delay was mandatory on every single station. For those who don't even know what that means, every station has at least a minimum eight-second delay. So whatever oh, yeah. somebody's saying, this thing. We got it here, too. It's the eight-second <laughs> delay here, too. Yeah, everything has a delay, as, as we all know, and it's just... That being said, you know, if something goes on that somebody doesn't like, oh, you know, it's the program director's ass, and then it's their ass, everybody's fired. So it, it, that was a changing moment. Why? Because people got all sensitive and serious and acting like, you know, it's too much. It's too much. Some people just get too sensitive over it. It's like, dude, why could it be cool on Comedy Central to do this, and now it's not cool? It's just, it's, which one is it? 
Which hat, which hat are you going to wear today? Your sensitive hat? Oh, now you're sensitive today. Okay, cool. Now I know where you're at. I'm pretty sure during that time, like, you know, that happened with the Justin Janet thing. And then, you know, not too long ago after that was the, was the whole Madonna Britney Spears thing on MTV. And, you know, a lot of people would compare, like, you know, well, why y'all tripping off, of, off the, the Super Bowl thing when the MTV? MTV thing was just as, you know, far-fetched and out there, you know what I mean? Oh, nobody cares about two girls kissing. Come on, that's a blessing. <laughs> hey, 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 you you, you right about that, though, but, you know what I'm saying? I I mean, know a lot of people kind of like, you know, just like, wow, you know, they're going to let that I mean, go. when my boy was kissing old boy the other day on TV, they flipped out on that one, though, right? With Adam Lambert? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's just funny. It's so double standard with everything. Not that I want to see that, but I don't give a damn. It's like, play it. You're going to show the other ones. You're going to show this one. Definitely, that's true. They show Madonna and Britney, but they can't show Adam Lambert. I was just talking about that the other day on this show. It's ridiculous sometimes what they get what they think is such a big deal. And then not only that, you ready for the killer? The craziest thing is damn near everything that we're talking about or doing, say, is all okay for cartoons, like those cartoon adult TV shows at night, like, you know, uh, The Simpsons at late at night, or the, what's the dad one, the family family guy? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They get away with murder on that show, and it's oh, yeah, awesome. They keep it lit. They keep it lit. Dude, when I I don't watch crazy. it regularly, but when I hear about stuff they're doing, I'm like, are you serious? Oh yeah, they crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's no, a cartoon. Exactly. It's fake. <laughs> People take things way too just way too seriously nowadays. And what's funny is, is when they get off the air, they're doing them anyway. It's like everyone's doing or saying or thinking the same thing. It's like, but you have to put some kind of like, you know, quotations around it and, and put it in this nice package for like, like you said, sponsors or people, <clears throat> advertisers. But when they get Yeah, because I, I mean, if you, if you kept it real right now, you tell everybody you're going to have a needle in your neck shooting up some heroin right after the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for real, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Wow. Wow. Just to try to be like, okay, that was such a great show. Let me... <laughs> 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 no, that's oh never going to happen. That's just were, you, were you always like this? Like, in high school, you know, I heard you were ASB president. What does like, what is like this mean? An, edit, an idiot? Or what does this mean? No, 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 no. What does like this mean? Very outgoing. <laughs> like, just, no, no, no. Very energetic. A very dumb outgoing. Did you just call me a fat, dumb beaner right I now? Did. What are you trying to I say? Did right I did. No, it said you're ASB president. And then when I hear you on the radio and when I look at you, I'm like, okay, he doesn't look like the ASB president. And, I, you know, like, I heard you're in a golf. Like, I was just like, this guy, are you serious? Like, are you Oh, and you ready for the other step? I mean, well, first, and, and the other step is, like, I'm a strong man of God. Like, I go to church. I'm an ordained minister, but I talk a lot of smack. I go to a Bible study every Tuesday. I've been clean and sober for over 11 years. I mean, your boy's got so many things about myself that's, like, you know, makes me so diverse that, you know, I can hang with the best of them, you know, drop rhymes with the rest of them, and, you know, I used to do lines with most of them. So it's like, you know, it's like everything about me, like, it is just well diverse, and I've always been like this. I mean, I look back at my dysfunctional childhood saying, and this is no secret, I've talked about this on the radio for a long time. I mean, when I was six years old, I was smoking weed with my brother that was 16. You know what I mean? And then growing up in a household where I was the, the youngster, but yet getting growing up with my then my older brother goes to prison when I'm ten for selling dope. So okay. it's like, Joe, what do you want to do? Okay, I don't want to sell dope. Well, maybe I, you know, sold a few in high school just so I can keep an ace to smoke. But 
I didn't want to get all heavy into the game. I wasn't trying to flip no birds. Like, you know, let me really yeah. do this. I, I knew everything about it. And a lot of my boys grinded, but it was like, no, no, no. I want to stay focused and try to do good. I played football. I went to San Jose City. I went to San Jose State, you know, balling over there. I played semi-pro football. I played rugby, doing all these things because I always looked at what my family was offered. And, you know, my mother and father, my mother only graduated from high school. My dad never did. None of them ever went to college. I was the first one in my family to go. So I was always that cat that was like, man, I want to do something more. I want to do more than what my parents did. And they gave me the opportunity to do it. So, so I did it. That's really good. Is that where you got your name? Like you got your name in high school or you got your name from San Jose or when you were on your first radio show? Well, when I was in the Bay, I went by Big Joe. Big Joe, Wild 94.9, Hot 97.7, all that stuff. And then when I came to L.A. and started working with Big Boy, it couldn't be Big Joe and Big Boy. So Big Boy uh, actually said, why don't you go? He just called me Joe Grande one time. We looked at each other like, there it is. It stuck. So then, boom, I've been, you know, Joe Grande since like 1999 since I came out here. But you're not Grande. Well, I used to be. I mean, I used to be, you know, 340 pounds, 345 pounds. Now I'm a good, sexy 225 pounds, you know, pure, pure sexy. I mean, but don't get it twisted. 345, that was sexy as can be, too. That was just a lot more sexy to look at. And I used to say the same thing, and I never had a problem pulling a chick. I'd be like, baby, you want to come rub these stretch marks? Come over here and holler at you, boy. Look at you. Look at you. And I swear to God, I never went without or never had that feeling. The only reason why... And the reason why I lost my weight is I did this lap band procedure and it made me, you know, lose my diabetes because I was a diabetic for five years. And when I looked at my life, you know, both my parents lost their lives at a young age of diabetes. My mom was 52. My dad was 58. So I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm overweight. I'm a diabetic. Shit, do something about this. And I did the procedure. No more diabetes. No more high blood pressure. No more gout. I'm official like a referee with the whistle, baby, blowing and glowing. You know what I mean? Wow. There it is. There it blowing is. and growing. Oh, my gosh. That's really good to hear, though, that you got that done, that you took that upon yourself. You know, it's like a lot of people nowadays are trying to do that. You know, I know I'm trying to do that. I know Brandon's trying to do that. So yep. definitely. Trying to what, lose some weight? Yeah. Definitely. We all try to lose weight. But my thing is this. You know, as long as you got that good internal happiness, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what your size are. Be healthy. You know, myself, I didn't do it because I wasn't happy with myself. I was unhealthy. I had diabetes. I had high blood pressure. I had gout. If you're just a little overweight, just keep working on it, but make sure you keep yourself happy with who you are because the weight don't make or break you or make who you are. I mean, granted, you fat, you just walk by, you're still fat. In my head, I'm still fat. That's what's funny. You know what I mean? When I look at pictures of myself, I'm like, damn, that's me. Wow. Yeah, hey, 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 Joe, like, you know what I'm saying, like, BB and, you know, you know, and me, for for instance, too, is like, you know, it, it's it's not, you, like you said, internal happiness is, is what you always going to rock, too, but, you know, like, like we all want to, you know, just kind of, like, stay healthy, you know what I mean, end of the day, so, you know, just, you know, hitting up the gym, doing what you need to do to, you know, get that cracking is, is important as well, so, you know what I'm saying, I think that's the, you know, that's, that's what's up, but, uh, you know, I mean, you know, with with the whole yo, you got a you got a, a resume like real deep, like real long with radio. Your your credentials is there. Everything that you probably you know should and could have done with radio, you've done. Um, where, where do you working with Ryan Seacrest was real cool. I was on the air with Ryan Seacrest for a few years too, which was nice. That's what I was going to say. Um, also with that too, 
where where do you see it happening? Like, do you still see it being a factor right now as far as, you know, how the radio stations are and stuff like that? I don't think radio is ever going to go away. I think it's going to always be there. Kind of like herpes. One out of four have it. <laughs> oh, no, he did say herpes. What? I mean, it's just kind of like it. You know what I mean? Like, one out of four have it. So it's still there, and everybody knows about it. Oh and, my and it's going to be. <laughs> Why did you Why did you actually stop uh, working with Ryan Seacrest? Was there like a reason behind that? Well, you know, I couldn't handle like every Thursday we'd have this like reach around day, and it just got to be uncomfortable when we're kissing and didn't. I'm just what the, I was about to say, okay, really? <laughs> it was called reach around Thursdays. <laughs> and I was like, I was getting ready to say, damn man, what, what, what I know. You like to reach around. I don't know, Ryan. He's real professional, right? So. No, yeah. I, you know what? That is, that's me coming up with one of those terms. I worked in San Francisco for too long. There you go. I met too many people over there that taught me about a reach around. Oh, my God. No, but if, if you're wondering if Ryan's a good kisser, he is, just to let you know. But no. Oh, my God. Oh. Wow. Oh, my God. I totally kidding. The dude is the best guy ever. I really, really... Enjoy, dude. He's genuine. He's really cool. I mean, you know what I mean? Dude looks out. He's a cool, cool dude. Real, real good cat. That's what's up. Yeah, no. I, they got me scared there for a second. Ryan, you never know. You never know. Was there it's like funny because every, time we, had, Sorry. every time we had Christmas parties, everybody asked me that, right, Joe? Is he, is he, <laughs> that is he, everybody knows what the question is. Is he gay, right? And I tell people straight up, I'm like, look, dude, I worked with him hand in hand. And I, I mean, he just kissed the tip. So if he didn't put the whole mouth around it, I don't know what that means. Oh my. <laughs> oh, no. no, I'm just kidding. Oh my god! No, I always tell like, people this. Yeah. <laughs> I had you guys right there, right? You're listening, going, huh? No, yeah, I know. No. I, don't like I always tell people the truth. I go, you know what, man? Dude is so far from gay in my book. And you know, I got a decent. I think I got a good red gaydar, not even a decent one. And. um like I said, I worked in the Bay for so long, and, uh, you know, I, I got a, I, mean, I got a gay stepbrother, a little gay young stepbrother, and uh, gay cousins, and uh, I don't think dude is gay at all. I mean, I've seen him with chicks nonstop, and I don't think they were just a front. So to answer that, working with him hand in hand, I don't think it one bit, one minute. <laughs> well, that's good for you to clarify that. You never know. There's people listening like, is he? Yeah, probably, like, people trying to get through to ask you questions like that. Um, <laughs> wow, you never know. Is there is there like a first time you can remember you were like starstruck when you started out? Like was there a time you were just like, oh my God, I'm meeting and then... Prince. Like, when I met Prince. Wow. When I met Prince. Did he float in the room? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not only that, we, uh, we were doing something at the San Jose State Event Center and at the time, you know, I had crazy hair. I had like green hair in front, blue on the side, pink, red, just some random crazy look that I used to rock way back in the day. <laughs> and me and JV introduced him on stage and we meet him. We're like, wow, that was so dope. It's Prince. Then we meet Santana and that was dope, but I wasn't as juice as Prince, you know what I mean? Because like Prince and, and, and my history with Prince is he's my favorite artist. I go back to 1988. 1987 going to London overseas and I land there the next day there's a Prince 1999 concert and like I said this is 87 and I go to that concert with some chick that I just randomly met 
she had an extra ticket. She dropped her boyfriend out there and took this American dude, which was me, great guy. And uh, I've just been a fan way before then, there at the concert. I've seen him other times. I've seen him out here. My girl just took me the last time he was here in L.A. as my birthday gift and <clears throat> surprised me. So when I met dude, I was just full-on starstruck, like, I'm like, and, and mind you, you know what I mean? I've met so many, like, I can't think of, I mean, I'm looking at a picture of me and Janet right now. I'm looking at, a, you know, Denzel slapping hands all the time to, uh, I mean, Dr. Dre, when I met Dr. Dre, oh, Joe, you sound great on the radio, this and that. I mean, there's just so many names and people, and uh, I, I can't think of somebody else that I got that way with. It, it was only Prince. Prince was the one that I just, just like, in awe, and then to top it off, which made it this much better, that night after the con after this concert at San Jose State, we go to an after party in San Francisco. I introduce him there on stage again. A few months later, I see him at the Sound Factory upstairs in the VIP room. I'm I'm on one. I'm I'm on about four hits to tell you the truth, and I'm just dancing on the dance floor, just zoning, eating my brains out. And I look over there, I see some dude looking at me, but I don't even pay attention. I got my sunglasses on. You know what I mean? It's probably like 1995 or something. And after I already met him, this and that, and dude comes up to me, and I didn't even realize he was there, right? And I'm yeah. just loaded, like, oh, I'm just having a good time dancing the way I walk by him. And he looks at me, and he goes, oh, your hair looks real different. You did your hair different. And it was Prince. And I'm like, no way. First off, I'm dancing yeah. like an idiot, and, you know, I'm all doped up just having a good time. <laughs> and then I don't even realize it's, it's Prince looking at me like a weirdo, too, going, what is this big old weirdo doing? And then he remembered me. And I was like, dude, I love you forever. You have no idea what kind of guy you are to me in my book. I mean, I, I even bought the heels in a size 14 because I have a 14-size shoe. I tried to bring up the <laughs> Hey, no. Prince, oh, man. I've had a lot of people be like, oh, my gosh, if I can meet Prince. And I'm like, are you serious? You're a grown man. And you want to meet Prince? Like, oh, my gosh. Till this day, when I think about Prince, I still get that little tingle in my side. I mean, Little Red Corvette, <laughs> all those songs, all those hits. I mean, you know, I never met Michael, don't get me wrong. But I, I don't know if I've been that way with Michael. I know I was that way with Prince. I was just overwhelmed. And then, like I said, the clincher was when I, I seen him a few months later and he remembered I'm not going to say he remembered my name. He wasn't all, hey, Big Joe or nothing, but he was like, you know, hey, your hair looks different because my hair was all crazy the first time I met him. So I was like, oh, well, that's great. Oh, that's my God. Are, are, you, are you like that as well with the sports people? I heard you're very into Vegas fights. You know, you're an extra on sports, um, uh, sports Center pregame on the Raiders, and I know you're really good friends with Kobe from what I've heard. Yeah, which is crazy, man. Coming out to L.A., I became, you know, doing sports out here, which was just funny when I started doing sports at Power 106, and then it branched off to me doing the Raider pregame. So I was doing that for four years, and I was doing a Lakers show when the Lakers won the championships. I mean, I was in the locker room with these cats, just doing it real big. And, I mean, I was hosting Shaq's birthday parties. I'm hosting, you know, random things. I've been golfing with, like, D. Fish and – you know, uh, kicking it with Jordan Farmer and throwing me out some sweats and just gear me, gearing me up. And then with Kobe, I mean, Kobe's just been my dude from Jump Street where he first started. I go in there to interview him, and he was like, Joe Grande? No way, Joe Grande, I listen to you all the time on the radio. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> so it was like, you know, for me working at Power 106, all these cats knew me. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh, it's Joe Grande. So when I walk in the locker room, they know who I am, which was, 
which was just mind-boggling because, you know, sometimes when you do a show, you have really no concept of who's really listening to you or really, they don't know your face. And, and then they see me and they're like, meet me. And then we slap hands and it was good and gravy. And, you know, I mean, Kobe's just, he, he's a real cool cat in my book. He's taking care of me with everything I've always asked and always throwing me out like, you know, Hey, Joe, I want you to send me a signed jersey for my birthday. I got you, Joe. I want you to send me some signed shoes for my birthday. Matter of fact, I want you to tell Nike to lace your boy up. I got you. I got you. <laughs> and, like, someone will call me, what do you need to send to? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, like, it's a real beautiful thing. Are you the same way with the boxers? You go to the fights in Vegas all, all the time? I go to the fights a lot. I was, uh, I was real tight with Tito Ortiz for a while covering the UFC and, you know, I can't say I'm really like that with a lot of boxers. Older ones like Bernard Hopkins I'm really tight with. You know, I got his day to holler every once in a while. But uh, Oscar slapped hands with a million times. I mean, I got, and I got all these signed gloves, too, at the house. Roy Jones, Bernard. Uh, Fernando Vargas is another one that's cool. He lives out here in Oxnard, too. So I've actually been to his house for a birthday party once. Uh, so cool cats there. But I, I guess there's a few. But And they're all nice guys. That's just fun. You know, I mean, once you get past who they are and you can be yourself in front of them is how I look at it because everybody wants to meet somebody, but it's like that one moment of how can your personality come out? Because a lot of people I'm sure are cool, but it's like, how can you be cool when you meet somebody else? So if you just try to be yourself and it's like, Hey, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Everything good with you? You know, if your personality can come out, then that's a good thing because then you can break the ice with people. And I think it works in anything, in any line of business and in life, period. Because, you know, anywhere I go, I can break that ice with anybody. And then I walk away and go, that guy's nice. And I could probably walk away going, that guy's an idiot. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, you got to be able to break that ice with people. Right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I heard you got some really, you, you know, you started radio, but now I heard you're like president of your own company, Seven Day Films. Yeah, man, me and my cat, David Kano, this dude is, uh, is a really talented dude right here. He's a writer, actor, extraordinaire. He's, uh, me and him put together this company called Seven Day Films, and we already have one film done that's in post right now called Blacksican Brothers, B-L-A-X-I-C-A-N Brothers, B-R-O-T-H-E-R-S for those dumb ones. And <laughs> and it's a real cool movie, hence Black Skin Brothers, as far as it's about some black and Mexican folks who have a little bit of black and Mexican in them and a struggle for this little love story about this guy, JT, who's trying to go after this girl, Leah, and what he has to do to try to keep her and, and the insecurities that he goes through and this and that. And it ends up being a, a story about this other crew named uh, Vicious because now these Black Skin Brothers got to deal with these cats called Vicious, which is uh, another guy named Johnny. That's uh, It's a real fun movie. It's cool. It's cute. And, uh, I mean, it's not an Oscar-winning type movie, but you know what I mean? It's our first movie. My thing is it's, it's getting done. We shot it all. It's in post-production being scored. For those who don't know what scored means, getting all the music put into it. We have all a bunch of original music. This girl named Jess Furman, uh, look her up online. She's amazing. She has a, a bunch of CDs out, and she does music for t a tons of different shows. Happened to be an old buddy of mine's girlfriend who I meet, and she's <coughs> me up doing all the music for us. So, you know, the music might be the best part of the movie, to tell you the truth, but <laughs> I can't wait for it to come out. You've been in a, you've been in a lot. Um, what was it? HBO's Entourage, Animal House, 
um, Unwelcome Strangers, and something called Swackers. I've actually never seen that. Well, the the Swackers is actually another movie that we're just putting together right now too, and. Yeah, the Entourage is nice because that check comes all the time, which is cool because that, that was a big one. So it was the first season, fourth episode, and uh, it was, you know, I got a little talking part in there where, and it's just funny because people, you know, I can't imagine what these big actors get because I get a check damn near every month or two for like, you know, probably no more than about 20 bucks to be quite honest with you. But that was one episode, one scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine what these cats get that, like, are it's just going over and over and over? No. Exactly. I'm like, oh, to be paid, to be paid. So I'm just, I just keep grinding and doing my thing. And hopefully wow. keep making these new movies like this. Like I said, the one, Swackers, that's our new project we're actually working on. And I have actually, ironically, a meeting tomorrow on that because we, we are getting the funding for it. And we have a location, and we do it. And it's funny because, you know, I started doing all this stuff as, as just a, a dream. Like, even getting into radio, it's just a dream. Like, man, I want to do this. And my, my major in college was RTVF, radio, television, and film. Minored in sociology at San Jose State. And, and in high school, in my yearbook, I said, I want to work in radio. I want to do some TV, and I want to get into movies. And it's like I look at my life, guys, like I'm just trying to do what I'm trying to do, and if it doesn't work, you know, it doesn't work, but I can sit here and say, at least I'm trying. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. If, um, if, people could ask, if people could say you had, like, five things they wouldn't know about you, what would it be? Five things you wouldn't know about me. I'm with a white girl now. That's different. That's different. Yeah. I'm actually engaged to a white woman. That's never <laughs> been, that's nobody in my family either, so that's a new one. Another one um, would have to be, I really like country music now, wow. which is funny and a shocker. Like, I was watching that special the other night on whatever, Fox, I think it was, the girl that won American Idol, what's her name? Oh, I forget. She just had that special on Fox, too. She's so fine, too. She sold the most of everyone so far, too. She Damn, I want to ask. Of America Idol? Of American Idol? Nah, she won the American Idol a while back. Hold on, let me ask my girl. Carrie Underwood? You're not talking about Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie Underwood. <laughs> oh, I'm a fan of Carrie Underwood, dog. And then we were watching all the other country stars they had on there. So that, that's a, a second thing I think people would uh, be surprised about. That they didn't. The third thing is I like to be really silly at home and make up silly songs and sing to my girl. Like really silly and off the wall and borderline you'd think I was I had a problem like I was retarded or something if you were just to hear him you know what I mean like you hear me singing some random stuff and there's like one that I always sing that I just made up and it's just so funny that I'd never sing in public or I'd never sing out loud but it's like that's <laughs> something I do uh, I already told you I was an ordained minister that's kind of a a cool yeah. random one that most people don't know uh, and people, especially if they don't know me, you know, they wouldn't probably figure out or just guess right away that I've been cleaning sober for over 11 years and sponsor a lot of guys and, and work a program daily. Probably people wouldn't understand that or know that one. Uh, something else random that they wouldn't know about me. Uh, I yeah, filed bankruptcy. Like How about that? No, I'm just <laughs> Do you have anything, like, weird that you do, like, all the time? And if someone saw you, you'd be like, wow, that's, like, really weird. I don't think it's weird for guys, but, you know, when you scratch your underneath your sack and then you smell it a little bit? 
I think it's kind of weird sometimes that I still do it, but I think girls do it too, though, because they gotta be like, "Oh yeah, I better, I better get a baby oh wipe." <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Uh, what do you What do you think about uh, online radio? You think it's it's gonna not just uh, you know outdo the mainstream radio, but do you think it's gonna be here for a while? I think it's the way of the future, brother. I think this is it right here, honestly. Because once TV, once the cars get it, there's no turning back. Why would you go and listen to regular radio? But you will because it's going to be local. Right. But, you know, I, I want a local sports show maybe or a local news station. I might listen to my local hip-hop station. But once that Internet gets in that car, I don't have to go to a local hip-hop station. I don't got to go to a local pop station. I may go to a local station to hear the personality. But I think this Internet radio stuff is the future. Matter of fact, you know, I, I'm trying to do some stuff with one of my boys to get on. And if y'all, you know, know somebody, holler at me. Tell them I need to get a little show. I got my little cam thing set up here on my computer. <laughs> now, I, I think it's a good thing. And, I, you know, I, I think it's uh, the way of the future by far. Where, where do you think you'll be at in, like, five years? If you could be somewhere and have exactly what you wanted in five years, what would it be? In five years, I would say if I'm hoping and wishing, first off, I say this every morning, as I just say, God, utilize me as your tool and do what you wish with me, and may I just do your will, not mine be done, but if it's my will to be done, Joe's will is to be making movies and uh, entertaining that way, producing, directing. Uh, I just directed a video uh, a few months ago uh, with these cats out in Malibu and hopefully that should be done that's being edited right now so I, I'm really liking the behind the scenes of putting together this movie stuff and you know I've done radio since 92 and just producing and directing movies in five years would be ideal for me I would love that but anything of service as well I mean whatever I can do to help people out I mean I'm always like I said, I've been clean and sober 11 years. I'm constantly working with cats to help them stay clean and sober. So I love doing that, too. That's one of those passions of mine. That's, uh, that's something that I give back so freely because it was given so freely to me. That's what's up. And as, uh, as uh, we close, me and Blonde Baller, of course, want to thank you for um, just hanging out with us for about an hour or so. But um, for me personally, like I said, man, I, I didn't listen to you, you know what I'm saying, damn near – you know what I'm saying, for a while, you know what I'm saying, I'm born and raised out here in the Bay, so, you know, Where at? listening to, I live in Hayward right now, but, you know what I'm saying, I always used to rock out 94.9, and, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was you from the stack, here. boy, you from the stack, I'm from, the, I'm from the stack, man, I'm from the stack, you know what I'm saying, and, and listening to you, bro, like, you know what I'm saying, you took me back, like, like, you have no idea, so it's, 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 a, it's an honor to have you, uh, Rock out with us, man. It's definitely. Well, can I borrow twenty bucks then? Can I have twenty? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, it's, it's in there, man. I'm about to, I'm about to fold it up in like a jet plane and shoot it right over to you, man. It's all good. Just send me an email and tell me, get, send me some love. Yeah, you know it. It's all good. It was a pleasure, you guys, and good luck on your show and everything. Uh, no problem, BB. Go ahead and close. You know what I'm saying. No, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for coming on and being a part of this. And I know you got like a busy schedule and, you know, like a lot of things to do. And I just appreciate you taking time out and um, spending it with me and Brandon. Well, it was funny. I was supposed to be at the Laker game, but I didn't do it because of this interview. So, you know, I hope you guys understand. 
Well, I have a media pass, so it's not like I had to, I paid for my tickets. I mean, I go and cover the Lakers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but I was like, you know what? I don't need to go to the Laker game tonight. I'll do this interview with these cats and have a good time. Oh, they were some ass, too, though, just to give you an FYI. Yeah, they 111 to 77 from what I heard last time. Yeah, I knew that was going to stop them, so it didn't matter. So it wasn't that big of a game. Don't get me wrong. If it, if it was, you know, that heat, when the heat was in town the other day, then you probably wouldn't have caught me. You would have been at a lot of background noise. But now i got to go watch on the DVR Glee with my lady. Oh, that might be something people don't know. I like to watch Glee. <laughs> you heard it. He likes Glee. You heard it, you heard it right here. That show's dope. Man, but good looking out, man, and don't be a stranger. And uh, you know what I'm saying? You you gonna have our contact, so it's, it's just make sure you hit us up anytime. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, make sure you guys get my email. Find me on Facebook, MySpace. Facebook is uh, Joe Grande fifty two, I believe. Or MySpace is Joe Grande fifty two, and uh, follow me on Twitter at Joe Grande. Yeah, I'm already Got following it. you. All right, lovely. I'm about to get a new follower right here, man. Good looking out, man, and uh, happy holidays too, bro. Yeah, and if you guys are anybody listening that's in town in the L.A. area, tomorrow night I'm hosting a party at the Hollywood Park Casino from 6 to 9. So if y'all want to come through, come through and all at me. That's what's up. I might roll through. You out here in L.A.? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right come there. by. I'm up to 710. I know exactly where Hollywood is. Hollywood, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to Inglewood. I'm in Inglewood tomorrow I'm night. Inglewood up to no good. I'm in Compton right now. <laughs> okay, watch. Is that what I heard in the background? Yeah, no, shut up. I don't even want to hear it. Be quiet. What corner are you at in Compton? Let me ask you that. I don't want to talk you. No, it's like, it's like Long Beach Boulevard off the 91, you know? It's like Downey, Bellflower. You know the area that I'm talking about. I'm knowing it. I'm knowing I'm knowing I'm just playing with you. Well, come by no, and say hi to me tomorrow night if you're out there. Yeah, definitely I'm out there. I'm like three exits away. I'll show you my stretch marks. Come through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. sir. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good night. All right, peace. Right, yeah, yeah, that is, uh, you know, saying the one of the dudes, man. I, I told you. Next legacy.